Just Some Podcast Media. The thoughts and opinions on Just Some Podcast are of the hosts and guests and do not represent the views of organizations that employ them or they volunteer for. They are also not responsible for spontaneous black holes or nuclear wars that may occur. You have been warned. Welcome, 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 everybody, to another fun-filled and exciting episode of Just Some Podcast. This is Tom. Hey, this is Ben. Tom, how's it going, bud? Uh, snowy. Snowy and busy. Those are the two best words to describe my area at the moment. And that's why I don't live where you live, because, I mean, the busy part I understand, but snow, it's chilly here, but it's not snowy, so. Yeah, you're right. Kansas has never got snow before, so that's... <laughs> <laughs> i hate you, <laughs> you know? it's okay i hate me too sometimes but how's it in your area it's not too bad you know we're seeing of course this viking go that we were anticipating seeing in november december time frame so there's there's that and then of course along with that you have all your patients who still have diabetes and hypertension and hyperlipidemia and and all the other shit that they have going on so it's a good eclectic mix of patients well so to bring everybody up to speed tonight we're going to be introducing you guys to david david do you want to say hello hello there and that's actually exactly what we were talking about off the air ben was that kind of mix that we're seeing right now in primary care and i'm sure a lot of people out there right now are also seeing and god bless my uh brothers and sisters back in the er and icus i don't envy everything you guys are doing right now, but I'm certainly glad you're out there doing it. Tom, I, you know, I certainly agree with you. And, you know, speaking about nursing and, and mixing in the hospital and stuff, I and mean, that's kind of where we bring David into this. David has another moniker that he goes by, and uh, we're going to talk more about that, of course. Um, it's, it's Papa Smurf. No, it's not Papa Smurf. Uh, <laughs> Papa New Guinea. No, that's not it either. Uh, Nurse Papa. That's Nurse it. Papa. Nurse Papa. Nurse Papa. Uh, um, although I do like Papa Smurf. Yes. Right. Yeah. Tom kind of looks like Papa Smurf. Yeah, right, kinda, I'm, I'm working on it. As soon as I get a little gray <laughs> in this beard, I'll, uh, I'll be fitting that out. I am at the same height as Papa Smurf. So you look a little bit more like Smurfette to me. I don't know. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a new one. So <laughs> I, I've been called a lot of things, but a chick is not usually <laughs> one of them. So there you go. It's hard to mistake that. No, you're a handsome man. <laughs> oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> well, David, do you want to just kind of tell us a little bit about your background kind of in nursing, and then we'll just go from there? Yeah, sure. Well, first, I'd like to tell you that I am in Northern California right now, and the weather was about 70 degrees today, 
so I just thought I would rub that in first. But um, thanks. Show's yeah, over. Um, Done with this yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I am a pediatric oncology nurse, which means I take care of kids with cancer and other serious blood diseases. I've been doing that job for about 13 years now, and I'm also a dad of two kids. I've got a son who's four and a daughter who's six. And I recently wrote a book that talks about the intersection of that experience of being a nurse to sick kids and a father to healthy kids. So I, I think the most obvious question, or at least in my brain, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to channel Tom, and I think it's in his brain too, is so what led you into pediatric oncology? Because I mean, that's not something that a lot of people, when you see the little nurslings that are in clinicals, oh, I want to go into OB, I want to go into ER. It, it Very, very rarely is it... I want to go into pediatric oncology. Yeah, I wish I had a good answer for that because I could barely spell oncology when I was a new nurse. <laughs> uh, I actually don't know if Fair I can still spell oncology. <laughs> <laughs> it starts with an O and ends with a Y. There you go. I think you know none of us really knows what is in store for us in life and also in nursing careers. You can start off in ER and think you're going to love it, and it turns out to be a complete nightmare. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I knew what I didn't want to do. And applied to quite a few nursing jobs after school, and it was the first one I got. And it was a real leap of faith to kind of decide if it was going to be the right thing for me. And ultimately, it's been a fabulous career so far, but it has not been an easy one. It's been incredibly hard. And I you know, I learn a new thing every day, every minute. So to be fair, your position is one of the few in nursing that I would have problems with. And whenever someone says something about pediatric oncology, I'm always like, those people are, are angels. I, I literally don't know another word to describe it. I agree. As much, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Prestige, maybe sometimes like ER and ICU get. I always point to people that work like pediatric oncology or the floor. I'm like, yeah, but those are the guys that are really in the trenches. Yeah, exactly. Doing some work and while there are people that are like, I can't deal with car wrecks. I'm like, okay, I get it. But I don't know that I could show up to work every day prepared to face what you face. Like that is just a mountain that I don't know if I could climb. Yeah. I mean, I think we're all tested and we all kind of learn what we can handle and the kind of people that we are. And it's true. I think pediatric oncology definitely draws a certain type of person but it, you know, you, bo- you both know that nursing also draws a certain type of person. True. There is a certain dark sense of humor and <laughs> morbidity that <laughs> is just Very part, true. Of, part of being a nurse. And there's all these different things that we can and cannot do. And I probably could not do what you guys do, honestly, dealing with, with adults. <laughs> And and I've heard that more than once (laughs) is someone that is like, I want to be a pediatric nurse. And I'm like, why? And they say the exact same thing. They're like, I just don't want to deal with adults. And I'm like, you know, there are days I don't want to deal with adults. So that is (laughs) extremely fair. So and I think you you hit on something good for the people out there because we have a wide variety, David, that listen to the show. And some Mm -hmm. of them are nursing students and stuff like that. What he said earlier, and I know was true for me for certain was I came in dead set. I was going to, you know, work in a certain position and I have going into an ICU and I loved it. And I think for the people out there that are thinking about nursing or they're just starting into nursing, don't limit yourself. Just like David said, you're going to find something someday that is just going to click. And maybe it's more than one thing, but if you go in thinking, I'm going to hate this, you might be missing a great opportunity. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, I am very fortunate in that I applied to one job, I got that job, and 13 years later, I'm still working the same exact job, which is a testament to how much I love it. But I have to say, when I became a father, the type of pediatric nurse that I became was very different from what I started. Being a parent and taking care of sick kids is it's a real journey. I mean, there have been days when I've taken care of a dying child and even bathed their body after they died. And on the same days, I, I go home and I feed my kids and I put them in the bath and I put them to bed. And to negotiate that in your mind, is it's a, it's a pretty crazy thing. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, when I worked ER as a nurse, I can vividly remember a particular case that my daughter was about the same age as, as the child that we ended up coding uh, unsuccessfully. And I can remember coming home that night and just watching her sleep mm-hmm. and just sitting in a room. And I, I even called my boss the next day and I'm like, I don't know that I can come back because it does. It just hits you so much differently as a parent than, you know, cause it's a weird, like you said, it's a weird thing to kind of transverse in your mind because you have, not to say the nurses aren't empathetic by any means. I mean, because I mean, obviously <laughs> they are by nature, but you just have this whole different set of feelings and empathy for the parents of the children in those situations. Oh yeah. And you hit it right on the head of the nail. I thought that, you know, nursing the kids would change how I became a parent. And that is very true, but the type of pediatric nurse I am because I'm a parent is completely different now because my level of empathy just through the roof and it's no longer sympathy. Before I had kids, I had sympathy for these parents and these kids, what they're going through now. But you know, now it's, it's empathy. It means I can put myself in their situation and truly understand what they're going through. Like when I have you know kids in the office, it's their visit. So I will talk to the parents, but I always get down on their level mm-hmm. and talk to them because it's their visit too. I mean, it, it's primarily their visit. You know, like I had a kid today that we talked about starting ADHD medication and she was kind of embarrassed by it. And so I got down on her level and we talked and I'm like, you know, this isn't something to be necessarily embarrassed about, but and the kids at school don't need to know. Like, it's not like we're going to stamp it on your head. But I mean, it just, it's, I think it makes you a better, well-rounded provider or, or healthcare professional to be able to kind of put yourself in that, in those shoes. No, absolutely. And I think you both can understand that as nurses or providers, there's so many opportunities to be a good person. That's what it's all about. And then we go home and there's so many opportunities to be an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Are we allowed to swear yeah. on this line? Oh, yes. 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 Oh, okay. Yes. No, yeah, no. <laughs> no, you know, it's so funny because like I'm a nurse to these kids and these parents going through these really hard times and I am my best person. I am nurse papa. I have all the tools in the toolkit to make everything okay, usually. And then I come home and it is a mess. And guys, like there's no, I am no angel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want people to think that pediatric oncology nurses are angels. We're actually extremely dark individuals. <laughs> Okay. Well, at work. You have to <laughs> yeah, at work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all struggle with our things. Just because you're good in the hospital does not mean you're good at home. It's all a journey. That's also one of the things we were talking about before you got on, Ben, was the kid in the office that's eight. I'm going to treat him. You said it's his visit. I'm going to try to make sure everything's squared away and we're going to have a great day. And then when I come home, <laughs> yeah, I'm not always as patient. And maybe that's something to work on. Maybe I need to reverse some of that empathy and do it. But it is one of those struggles that I didn't have prior to having a wife and child 
that now I have to try and incorporate all that together. So I think that's, I think that's also part of the struggle when people wonder what we do or how we do it. It's, it's not always easy. And maybe sometimes that struggle is coming home and then seeing and having to be dad. And when you don't want to be, you're like, I, I had a crap day. I don't want to be dad, but you don't really get that choice anymore. So. Yeah. And, and the take home lesson is that we're just going to start all our kids on ADHD medications. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first <laughs> coming from nurse papa <laughs> when kids act up in the office i don't and the, and the parents are very apologetic and i'm like it's it's not a big deal it's okay because they're not my kid i mean you know and so yeah. but then it's like when it's your kid you're like i want to just beat you like you know and i not that you do but you really that's in there and it's just because it's your kid versus not your kid Yes. Yeah, no, it's 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 a it's a very different ball game. I mean, it's very easy to watch a child melt down in front of you and watch their parent follow them down the rabbit hole of despair and totally keep your equanimity intact. But like when it's your child, oh it's it is game over. I mean <laughs> sometimes my kid looks at me long and, and I lose it. I mean, and you know, we're all fallible and parents are are fallible people. It's it's a hard, hard job. In indeed. Let, let's just break it down easy. How did you become Nurse Papa? Like, where did that come from? And, and how did that come about? When did you notice it? So, I, I mean, Nurse Papa came from a struggle of, was I going to be a dad or was gonna, was I going to be a nurse? You know, was I going to be the person I was in the hospital or was, was I going to be the person I was at home? And this kind of exploration to how I could be the best caregiver and the best dad at the same time, because they often seem at odds with each other. And writing the book has offered a way for me to take some of the wisdom and lessons that I've learned at the bedsides of sick kids and apply it to way, to the way I interact with my own kids. Why a book? I mean, I, and, and I don't mean like, I'm not being a smart ass by any means, but I mean, yeah. that to me has never been like, I want to write a book. And so, I mean, just what furthered that along? I think it's a very good question. You know, I'm an artist. My training is in sculpture and painting. And I guess I don't sculpt clay or use paints anymore. And my medium is my kids. My art is inspired by what's going on around me. And now I'm a nurse and I'm a dad. And that's what inspires me. So I write about it. That's pretty cool. Well, that's obviously, you know, I know it's not coming out yet, but let's plug what, what's the name of your book. Yeah, the, the book is called Nurse Papa. And sadly, it's not coming out until August 2021, which was, well, yeah. yeah, you know, and it was a real hard thing to swallow when I talked to my publisher recently about it. But it also is time to COVID. So it might be better to uh, have a book come out when people can actually come out and read it. And so it's going to be kind of a, would you call it a parenting book? What, what I guess, what's your target audience? Yeah, I think that's a good question. Uh, my target audience are probably nurses and parents and people who experience both those things. I think we all want to experience a paradigm that is familiar to us. We're all parents. We're all nurses. We all struggle with the same kind of things, being caregivers to little people who live in our houses and then little, little people who live in the hospital. And it's not an easy thing, but there is wisdom out there and there is a way to do it. And I'm trying to be thoughtful about how one can navigate that thin line and, and do it with some grace and also totally fall on your fucking face. I mean, <laughs> that's just the way it is. And it's, it's okay. It's okay to fail. And I fail every day as a parent. I think, you know, there's probably a thousand different choices at least I make every day as a parent. And I'm sure I make most of those wrong. 
but like at least I'm thinking about it. Well, I'm glad you said that because I, yeah, I, I, I feel too often both as myself when I'm the parent, and just like Ben was saying, when I'm in the office with the parent and they're apologizing, I'm like, it's not that big a deal. And I think sometimes people need to hear that. Oh yeah. Some parents are just far too hard on themselves and expect perfection in a situation where it can't exist. So hearing another parent say, or a person that's both a nurse that helps kids in their toughest moments say, look, we're going to mess this up, but here's what we can do to try and make it better is really something I think a lot of people need to hear. Sure. And you know, another reason I wrote this book is because books that, that I've always really been attracted to that have brought me to a space or an environment, which I would otherwise have no access to. And, you know, as a nurse, I'm often a fly on the wall to these incredible events that are going on to watch a doctor tell parents that their child's going to die. It's not an easy thing to watch or to even think about, but there's something tidier about reading about it. So you can experience it and not actually have to experience it. And I think that's a really valuable thing. Well, and I like you saying earlier, you know, that basically we're going to fall on our fucking face sometimes because you see these parenting books out there or blogs or Instagram influencers or whatever. And it, they all portray this perfect life. Like a Dr. Phil, like everything is just unicorns and rainbows all day long at my house. And you know, that's not really how it is. So it's nice to hear someone who is dispensing wisdom say, you know what? Sometimes we're going to fuck it up. Oh yeah. And that's okay. <laughs> or, or worse yet are the people that see that and think it's realistic. And yeah. then they try to hold themselves to a standard that can't possibly be met. And yeah. so I, again, like you said, uh, and I'm, I'm not blah, 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 blah. Words are hard. <laughs> I am also a, a reader. And that's one of the reasons I read a variety of books is because like you said, I can put myself in that place. Like if I read a book about being an astronaut, clearly I've never been to space, but I get to experience it through their eyes. And I think it's a valuable lesson. Maybe that's not the right word, but for a lot of parents to put themselves. Yes, exactly. To be able to see things or feel things, because if you're reading about especially sick children and you're a parent, that's going to hit home. That's going to be something that we can all feel because we've all thought it even my own child when he gets a little sick my head starts going oh god you know especially nowadays (laughs) with covid is like oh god you know like what can go wrong what am i what do i need to start doing and i think it's important for us all to to get that perspective from someone else that's been there yeah and i have to say that it's not all sad stories if it was i would hope not I don't know if anybody would read it. I mean, as I dug <laughs> deeper into the writing, I, I realized I wanted to be able to describe not only the pain and challenges that these kids and their, their parents confront, but also all the joy, laughter, and transcendence that occurs in these halls. I honestly, as a pediatric oncology nurse, I am laughing my way through the halls, just experiencing life with these people. People are stuck in these rooms for months and years on end sometimes and they just want to talk they just want to joke around they just want to experience something other than just thinking about their child there's so much joy to be found in on a pediatric oncology ward you have no idea you are Um, correct because that's in my head i imagined like drinking heavily (laughs) like i was not expecting 
Tommy, only after work. Ah, I gotcha. I gotcha. That's where the vodka martinis come out. Yeah. No, I'm not much of a drinker. But yeah, there's some really funny things that happen. And I think that's where the kind of the podcast comes in. It's a real light look on the levity and hardships of parenthood. And, you know, once again, a message not to take it so seriously. Yeah. And I think that right now, podcasting seems to kind of be the hot medium. We are so hot. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you we're just rolling in hotness right here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it, it, that seems to kind of be where everybody is going toward because it's something that we can, you know, you can do it on the go and you can do it kind of at your own pace. Where it's not like sitting down and watch TV. I mean, you can do it while you're cleaning the house or whatever, I mean, whatever the case may be. And so, I mean, I think that's where we're seeing such a surge in podcasting. So, I mean, I really think you're kind of getting into it at a good time time i'm probably about five years too late but <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah i mean it's better late than never right <laughs> it's like bitcoin i mean you can never really be too late right i mean it's you know that's well, true i mean and, it's a great it's a great medium it's really incredibly challenging and frustrating but also it's a really fun place to be and i was just thinking about that is like the beauty of the book is you can take your time you can craft it you can make it exactly what you want it to be but then it's there right but mm-hmm. a podcast, Monday, you can do one show. Tuesday can be completely different. Like you can literally switch it up on the yeah. fly as you're doing it, which is something you can't do with the book. So I think you're you're really hitting the best of both worlds at this point with what you're trying to the message you're trying to get out. Would you please tell my wife that? Uh, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> now, since it's me saying it based on my experience with my wife, I'm going to say it's going to have a low success rate, but I will I certainly see. say it. So. Okay. Well, maybe Ben will talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my best. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Becoming a parent is like stepping into the great abyss. Even though billions of humans have walked the same path, some leaving behind tales of their journeys the parenting experience still remains a great adventure. Join me, a pediatric oncology nurse and father, as I take a deep dive into real stories of parenthood and come out on the other side with a greater understanding of what it means to love, despair, and everything in between. Nurse Papa, coming soon on all podcast platforms. You, know, you you kind of reached out to us, and so we're gonna kind of help your podcast get off the ground. And is, are we looking still beginning of the year ish? Is that kind of your thoughts still? Yeah, I'm hoping to have. I'm really um, OCD, I, so I've been really cranking out these episodes and then doing them again because there's always something wrong with it. But I hope <laughs> to have you know like at least ten to fifteen episodes out by the beginning of the year, and then we can release two or three of them first, and then every two weeks just another one. So. I hope to always be about six months ahead of myself. You know, the difference between my format and your guys' format, it's pretty vast, which is, I think it's great that we're teaming up because people like to see different things. Yeah. And I, I love the fact that you guys can get on the horn to each other and just talk and make a show out of it. It's amazing. <laughs> I can't. You we were surprised too. Let me start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, does, no does one Andy was more surprised. To this? <laughs> Well, and uh, that was like 13 people in Nigeria. But yeah, I mean, yeah, right. Well, and they're and, all princes, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the beauty in the beginning for us is we did it for us. 
I mean, we still are doing it for us. But all of a sudden, one day, Ben was like, hey, we got like 12 listeners. I'm like, sweet. And then like a week later, he's like, dude, there's like 100 people. I'm like, whoa. And it just keeps going from there. So and I like go on. I think think we're in like 55 countries, all seven continents, not tooting our own horn or anything. But still got it. We're still chasing that space station. God. Yeah. I found trying to find an audience to be incredibly challenging, especially there's just so much stuff out there. I guess it all comes back to the book to me because I really want people to read it. And because I think it's a valuable experience making a podcast was just another way to kind of communicate similar ideas in a, in a more vibrant format. So we'll see what happens. And I also think it's interesting because your show, it's, it seems like you want the overproduced type format, correct? Versus we're just bullshitting. Like that's what we do. We pick a topic and we dive into it. You're taking the OCD. I want to overproduce this format. Is that correct? Yeah, I don't know if over the produce is the, the right descriptor, but it's very produced. I was going to say heavily produced to be what I would use. Yeah, Heavily produced. Uber produced. Uh, Uber. <laughs> Su- super produced. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It is definitely a very thoughtful and detailed oriented podcast. I thought, you know, I think it's going to be interesting because it does involve a story of parenthood that I take a dive into and, and come out on the on, on the other side knowing that they're is an answer, which is usually no answer at all. And then that segment is followed by a letter to Nurse Papa, where one of my readers has written into me with a, a question about parenthood, and I do my best to answer it. And these questions are amazing. I had a, two parents write about a Cheeto thief, parents <laughs> writing about circumcision, and I do my best to take their questions very seriously, but also add some levity to it, add some humor, because I want yes. people to know that parenthood is... It's not a joke, but it's pretty funny. It is. You know, full disclosure, I've gotten to listen to David's first episode. I was like cracking up. My wife was la- laughing. I mean, it, it really is. It's a it's a drastic change from what we're doing, but it's in an entirely different realm. I mean, yes, it's still in you know healthcare and, and nursing, certainly, but you're also looking more at the parenting aspect of it. Yeah, but I mean, it's a really good show. I think people are really going to be receptive to it, and I, I hope the people will write in for you. Also, what's your uh, email address that you want people to write to, just in case they are listening to this now and go, you know what, I need to talk to Nurse Papa. No, so you can reach Nurse Papa at David at nursepapathebook dot com, and I will read your question and write a extremely funny answer to it that will also <laughs> solve your problem. And if you're lucky, you'll get to be on my show. I just like Ben. I got to hear the first episode and instantly was like, okay, this, this is good stuff. And just like Ben, my wife wasn't around when I was listening to it, but I immediately like went downstairs to the kitchen. I was like, okay, so get this (laughs) told her, (laughs) told her the story of the letter. Well, I talked about the whole show, but I, I really connected with the humor in the, the letter. And like you said, trying to, to answer and give them some perspective and, the whole time I kept thinking, man, this is good stuff. I am really glad that we are working with this guy because I see so much promise in what's going forward because I think you do a good job. I think you have a lot to offer and I really like the way you deliver it. So all around, I was like, oh man, this is a good stuff right here. And I couldn't stop talking about it. So no, I really appreciate that. I, I know um, Ben made a comment about the uh, circumcision letter I received about 
the question, when does a penis going from being a penis to a, to a dick? Yeah. Oh, that's when I was yeah. like, this guy. And me and I this guy. Like, <laughs> it was great. It really is. I mean, like I said, we'll get that first. And actually what we'll do for, with your first episode, of course, we're going to put it out on, on all of the podcast hosting devices that we can get to Apple and everywhere else. But we'll actually do a trailer episode and we'll just pull like the first five minutes um, and we'll release it on on this podcast format also, so that all of our listeners who download our show will get kind of a teaser of your show and where they can download it at. So, great. are you prepared to lose listeners? Yes, always. Oh my god! Great. So, Wait, I work with Tom. I'm <laughs> yeah. prepared to lose listeners weekly. I can, so, see, I can see them ticking down right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was they gonna say going up. <laughs> so, I was gonna say I know you said you've listened to some of the shows, but apparently you need to dig a little deeper because yes, you have not totally offended me yet. <laughs> <laughs> totally, but I'm in there a little bit. Uh, so that's 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 where I'm shooting for is a little angry. So there. You oh, go. absolutely! If you don't piss off your listeners just a tiny bit, they're not going to come back. I mean, yeah, that's. And Tom is really good at that. He is, it's an art form. And, you know, you said you were used to work in uh, sculpture and clay. Tom works in hate. Yeah. <laughs> hate, hate and profanity is uh, my medium. I'm like the dad off a of Christmas story. Like, I'm just like, yeah, that's, that's, nah, that's what I You're do. You're like the Michelangelo of assholes. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Oh, that Thank is you. awesome. I, I like I'm, that. I might get that as a tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> where, where would you put that one? <laughs> I would have put it right where you could see it, like, so probably mid-forearm. So there you go. It looks like the Sistine Chapel, but then you're like, hey, wait a minute. What is he pointing at? (laughs) Two hands in the middle (laughs) reaching each other. (laughs) Well, and full disclosure, because, I mean, I think that, you you know, like, Tom, last week, I think it was last week, that you were talked about kind of being honest with our listeners because, you know, they take the time to listen to us. You know, David reached out to us and said, you know, hey, he wanted to look at doing a podcast and kind of wanted to, to work with us and... We had already been in the talks with Pollyanna about releasing her show. And so it was it it was kind of an interesting time where like Tom and I went from having a podcast and kind of working on that to now we're a media company where we're producing multiple podcasts. And it was like just within the span of a few months. And it's like, this is just insane to think that this is where this show has gone from two guys who are bullshitting with each other because we have fun. And because we're best friends to now we're producing this show. We're potentially going to start offering continuing education for this show. We're producing two new, two new podcasts, you know, nurse Papa and buried pleasures all within the span of a couple of years. It's just crazy. No, it's really impressive. And I full disclosure right now, as we were texting, if that's what you do on Twitter, I have no idea of what you call it. You call it Twittering. I don't, I don't know, but I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, I, I, I had, don't know. I had no <laughs> idea. Messaging. How about yeah, that? Yeah. Your messaging. You know, you could see the little dots. I had no idea I wanted to do a podcast. I literally thought of it in that moment as we were messaging. You know, this is not been a plan of mine. Well, it worked well, out. Worked it. Yeah. <laughs> I think your content, like, you know, not blowing smoke up your ass by any means, but I mean, I think what no, Tom please said. please do. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> You're amazing. No. Um, <laughs> but it is. It's what Tom said. I think the content is very, very good. I really like the way that you do the editing and, and the way that the show is produced. And I think it all just works really well. And I really think that once we get that podcast kicked out next month, I think you're going to be very impressed with the numbers. I think you're really going to, I think you're going to see a, a large 
audience. No, that's really, I really great. I really genuinely do. Yeah, and you know, and it all comes down to just putting something valuable out to the world, and just like knowing that people appreciate what you're doing. I think it's that's really all that matters to me, and you know, ad revenue. Great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just realized we have one podcast about making kids, and then we have a podcast about taking care of kids. It's pretty much we're the full circle now. Wait, so so <laughs> it really is. It's a spectrum podcast. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, we're on the we're, we're all on the spectrum, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I think you and Pollyanna, as far as like your the content of your podcast, are. At the far ends of the spectrum. So, what is her what is her podcast? So, her podcast is Buried Pleasures, and so she is our resident sex expert, uh, and she's a tantrika and a nurse practitioner. And so, uh, like her her maiden episode or her maiden voyage episode, because she has a pirate theme. She actually had Tom and I on, and we talked about penis size. Yeah, and then Did you guys compare what happened. There? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, it's no. more like how it affects guys. <laughs> But it uh, was, but again, it was like, she has, again, a really great niche, like, man, because everybody wants to talk about sex and relationships, like that's on everybody's mind. Then nurse Papa's coming along. He's like, Hey, you know, you got a family. Here's the things I'm like, man, these guys have really got together. We should learn some stuff from them, Ben. I'm going to start taking notes. So of course I won't do. be able to use them, but Hey, yeah, don't you don't want to uh, mess with your formula too much. Sometimes <laughs> you don't know why something works, you know, and yeah. it just does, but it just does. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, cussing at people that I want them to listen to me makes them want to listen to me more. I can't figure it out. Because they, they want to know what you're going to say next. <laughs> the, oh, the Howard Stern effect. Yeah. I, wa- yeah. I want to know yeah. what he's going to say next. Well, yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah, but, uh, do, you guys hear, do you guys hear my kids in the background? And I... That's Nurse Papa right there. That's so Nurse you're... Papa. Yeah. Speaking from experience. Yeah. Well, so let's get close to wrapping this up because I know you got to get your kids to bed. So we always end every guest segment with five questions. Okay. Join us on a journey into the inner psyche of our guest as we ask five, 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 five questions. So we ask the every guest the same five questions and... I ask the questions, Tom makes fun of your answers. So that's basically how it is. But it basically just right. kind of a, a delve into the inner psyche of, of you. Okay. So, right, don't think too hard, just give us your answers. So, yep. question one, David, what's your favorite medical word? Chlamydia. Wow. Was not, yeah, I was not expecting that. <laughs> so. uh, I, enough, I just recorded an episode about chlamydia. I think it is the perfect word, and I'm going to stand by that. <laughs> I mean, it is fun to say, probably not fun to have. <laughs> it's fun to say it after you've had it. It's gone. There you go. Like, what do you have, chlamydia? Yeah. I think it's better than St. Hervey. So I hear. I, you know, I have not had chlamydia before. <laughs> I think. I don't know what that was. Yeah. <laughs> it's a UTI. I'm making yeah. the air quotes. Yeah. yeah. Can you guys get that? Yeah. <laughs> From the toilet seat. Uh, yeah, yeah. Totally. it was that couch I sat on. <laughs> yeah, that tractor story is coming in yeah. handy right now. Yeah, I think Tom doesn't know that I'm going to make fun of myself. So he's, he's, You're making the job easy, Dave. That's yeah. what, I was, what can I say? Question two. If you could do any job in the world other than what you currently do, what would it be? Oh, man, I would be a traveling musician. What would you play? Yeah, what's your instrument? I play ukulele. It's something that I've often played for my kids and for the kids at the huh. hospital. 
I love playing music. It's it really brings me joy. That's very cool. Do you have a favorite song you like to play? I'm a, the rare breed that can rarely play anybody else's songs, but only play my songs. Okay. That works. So yeah, one of my songs. I like that answer. That's a good one. That's hard. That's hard to beat up because you're like, oh man, I'm going to be a real dick if I say anything else. <laughs> so <laughs> don't throw it at me, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> You can leave there for pussies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That tiny guitar. What's wrong with you? Exactly. <laughs> Look uh, at his hands. You can't... <laughs> <laughs> They're so small. <laughs> uh, good night. Oh, Question three, David. Think back to your first car. Was it a stylish ride or a rolling turd? Uh, the driver was a rolling turd. The, the car was okay. <laughs> what, what was, was it? it? Yeah. It's a Nissan Pathfinder. A Nissan Pathfinder? It was the shell of a Nissan Pathfinder because my older <laughs> brother had just literally destroyed it. <laughs> wow. So not only did you get an old Nissan Pathfinder, you got one that your brother messed up first? Yeah, it smelled like wet dog. Oh, God. That's always good. Yeah. yeah. What was he doing in there? You know what? Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> Chlamydia. Chlamydia. <laughs> Chlamydia. <laughs> yeah. All right. Question four. This will be interesting, I think. Question four, David. If your house is on fire, everyone, including your pets, are safe. Other than pictures, what's the one thing you want to get out of your house? Don't say ukulele. You know, I, <laughs> at some point, that would have been the answer. And I, I feel... I feel judged. I guess I have to judge. <laughs> Listen here, tiny hands. Just answer the question. Uh, it would have to be my kids' Legos. <laughs> okay. Do you have a favorite Lego set? I am definitely of the school that Legos don't belong in themes. They should be built to their prescribed directions, but then immediately broken down and c- complete creativity should ensue after that. You know, I would not get my kids Legos. I don't give a shit about them. Um, <laughs> Legos, not the kids. That's clarifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I love my kids. Uh, Tom, I'm going to get my ukulele. I'm sorry. It costs a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have your tiny wood to make the <laughs> tiny strings. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's my ukulele is made of koa wood, which is a yeah. tree that only exists on Hawaii. Yeah, I was going to ask if you've ever been there. I used to live there for a couple of years. Oh, what island were you on? Uh, Wahoo. Oh, nice. No, I've I've been to Wahoo, but mostly spend my time on Kauai. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, people always ask me, oh, I'm going to go to Hawaii. What should I do? And I was, the answer is, what do you want to do? Because each island's a little different. And yeah. when they say Kauai or Maui, I'm like, oh, so you want to smoke pot? Cool. All right. So there you go. Right. Yeah. But if you want to do something, you have to go to where the stuff is, which is Oahu or like hiking on the big island. But, you know, yeah, I mean, most people don't go to Hawaii like, hey, man, let's go watch a movie. I mean, yeah, like, no. Yeah, I try I, on the beach. Well, and if you're going to take the time and money and spend it to go to Hawaii, because it's, it's not cheap. You know, I mean, you got to I try and tell them like you're going to want to have some idea of what you're going to do. So, no. Yeah. yeah Koa wood is beautiful wood. You know what? I resend my ban on the ukulele at this point if it's made out of co wood and that's a good answer sir you get that feel, you made tom rescind something wow i mean has anybody ever done that on this show no 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 but no one 
Also, no one has ever admitted to playing a fucking ukulele either. So, I mean, I guess so. <laughs> there you I mean, go. I guess that makes us both assholes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. He's going to get the other hand touching. So, when we have our tattoos, we can put it right next to each other. There you go. There I don't have go. a tattoo. Maybe it's, maybe it's time. Oh, it's there time. It's time. Question five. And I don't know if we should address this for California inflation or not. Nope. Um, <laughs> nope. <laughs> Buy a pack of gum. Um <laughs> You could get one pop. So, yeah. so you have, normal question is: you have nine dollars and eighteen cents in your pocket. You're at a convenience store. What all do you buy? But I mean, for California inflation, that's like what seventy five dollars. I don't think I probably spend as much time in convenience stores as you guys. Oh wow, the <laughs> rare reversing. Okay, yeah. all right, buddy. Let's see what your answer is. I'm pulling up so, my sleeves. So. I am in California, so I think I'm going to buy a super burrito from a really good taqueria. I was gonna say uh, he he wants to know if he can go to a Whole Foods is what he's asking, and the right. answer is no. Is it organic? So, <laughs> exactly. Is this organic? <laughs> okay, I no. Say, I, I I'm going to answer your question because I take you seriously. Uh, I respect you as a nurse and father and person. So I'm going to put myself into this convenience store. And- <laughs> he even says it condescendingly, convenience store. Do they even have kale shakes here, you bastard? <laughs> so- it's California. They probably do. I don't know. They do have kale shakes. They're wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what will I buy? I ha- How much I have? $9.18? Yes. Okay. So I am going to buy a Snickers bar because I love them. I'm going to buy a Diet Coke because I love those and they are the perfect combination. I will buy some salsa and a bag of chips. I'm going to save $1 because I'm going to give it to the guy who's standing outside begging for me for money. So I'm going to spend $18.18 in there. Look at that. It's it's both for him and he still found a way to turn around and try and make himself look good. Jesus, uh, crime and Netley. We well, yeah, where do we find this asshole? Jesus, crime and Nurse Netley. fucking Papa. <laughs> Nurse fucking Papa. That's your tattoo. That's right? what you got to yeah. get in like the old English script on you somewhere. Nurse fucking Papa. There you yeah, go. As long as nobody can read it. <laughs> <laughs> Write it in Gaelic. Right. Um, <laughs> Are you calling me Gaelic? <laughs> I'd like to apologize to all the Gaelic people out there. No. Yeah, we, we have like 30 listeners in Ireland right now that just threw their Guinness against the wall. So <laughs> I, I love the Gaelic people. I do. I really do. <laughs> uh, I, I, I've been taking question. Rosetta Stone of Gaelic as we were talking. So there you go. <laughs> Does that exist, really? I'm sure. Yeah. Okay, wow, that was five questions. That was interesting. That's probably the most fun we've had in five questions, I think. Well, it's certainly the first time I've had someone fire back. Yeah, ooh, all right. Yeah, I thought that was was expected on this fine podcast. I think it was great. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. From a guy that's playing a ukulele, that's saying a lot. So there you go. It's true. true. (laughs) I'm going to write a song called... Tom's an asshole. (laughs) There's Tommy the asshole. Kids stay away. He sucks ass. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) As he drives up in his white van with no windows. Yeah. Says free candy on the side and spray paint. (laughs) I've lost control. I don't even know what the hell is going on right now. We're writing Um, music, Ben. It's a process. It's a process. We're artists. Respect it. 
So <laughs> okay, well, you know, we didn't do our social media stuff at the beginning of this because we wanted to talk about David because that's what this was about. But shit, let's plug ourselves. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all at Just Some Podcast websites, www.justsomepodcast.com. Email admin at justsomepodcast.com. David, Nurse Papa, the podcast coming out January 2021. Nurse Papa, the book coming out August 2021. Where can they find you at on the web? Where can they email you at? Okay, so once again, you can write a letter to Nurse Papa um, about any one of your parenting conundrums, write to David at nursepapathebook.com and I will read that letter and I will answer that letter. If you do not make it onto the podcast, I will still answer your letter and get back to you. You can learn more about my book at www.nursepapathebook.com and learn all about what will be coming out next year. Do you have awesome. like Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff? Yeah, I'm Nurse Papa, the book at, uh, on Instagram. Uh, and Nurse Papa on Twitter. Okay. We'll make sure we get all that dropped in the but show notes. I have about 1,100 followers, and I think 950 of them are bots, and one of them is Donald Trump. Ah, it's going to be very popular the soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe 951. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Tommy has more followers than us on uh, on Twitter. I think yeah. we have like 100. So. Yeah, anyway. Nice. Tommy, how many do you have? Uh, counting Thirteen. myself, I don't know. Yeah, four, three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, well, I feel, I feel good. <laughs> yeah. Well, you yeah. should until you look at that ukulele. So there you yeah, go. I know. And bring yourself back down. So <laughs> I know. Yeah. Not to take a real deep look in the mirror now. <laughs> to the three listeners that are still listening to the show, uh, make sure you check out Nurse Papa the podcast uh, coming out. I said January twenty twenty one kind of through just some podcast media. So David, anything you want to say to wrap this up other than Tom making fun of your ukulele? I, I think I'm good other than to uh, say that I'm really looking forward to this collaboration between our two mediums. And it's been a real thrill talking to you guys. It's been a real good time. And if you don't want to talk to Tom anymore, I understand. I mean, um, being, I don't even want to talk to me. So there you go. <laughs> I thought maybe I would just put duct tape over one eye and then just look at Ben through the other one. And then <laughs> later on, rip off the duct, cake, duct tape and also take my eyebrow with me because it'd be a more pleasant experience. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. That is the physical, you know, like if you want to know what it's like to talk to me, duct tape eyebrow off. There you go. That's me. So now, uh, Tom and I were pulled from the same cloth. I, I have. I got no problem with Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> On all of those notes, shit, have, have a great week. Hey, everybody, stay safe out there. Thanks very much, guys. Practice swearing just to pass the time. Lately, I see why I am alone. I caught some road rich and I thought of you. And all the many times you say I should have known. So I could find my cheek Find mediocrities The best that I could do Let's a shower But I slept all day It takes everything To live the life I choose Oh, what do you say? I screw up everything Same without you